the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, welcome. It is Backbone Radio. And it looks like we still have that thing where our initial bumper music is somehow tied into some of our clips that we're going to be playing during the program. And anyway, welcome aboard to Backbone Radio. Here it is. What is it? Sunday. It is 4.06 p.m. Mountain Time. And it is July 10th, 2022. July 10th. And it's been a hot one. Oh, man, it's been uh, been nice and piping hot of late today and yesterday. And I did, I did uh, take last week out of the program. It was July 3rd, and, um, you know, we wanted to give the great Backbone crew a little chance to celebrate Independence Day. And yours truly, I spent a little time up in the mountains, you know, climbed a few mountains, Ran around Breckenridge, Leadville, a few other places. Oh, man, was that ever great. Got my 16-month-old son, and I he was kind of attached to me the whole time. I did, He's still not quite heavy enough that I need a stroller to push him around. I just carry him, and we just uh, walk for miles together, up a hill, up a mountain, that kind of thing. One day on a solo mountain hike, took a little morning hike and found a little window of time, and I had an interesting thing where I walked basically right up on a moose. <laughs> there I am, hiking uphill, and I've got my hat on, so I wasn't at this moment looking up and forward, and it was steep enough. And then suddenly I realized, I look up, and I thought, is that a horse in front of me? Then I, it moved its head, and I saw the antlers. You call antlers on a moose. They're not horns, right? They're, they're antlers. At any rate, I see a big old moose, and I'll bet you I was about 60 to 70 feet away from it. And I thought, hmm, you know, the moose, they look so lovable and cuddly. And I've watched my Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons, right, since I was a little kid. And I thought, should I go up and introduce myself to the moose? Should I go up and maybe pet the moose and say hello? Just kidding. The moose are actually... uh, pretty fearsome species, and I thought, you know, here I am a little bit exposed, and maybe this moose would charge me, and if it charged me, what does the backbone host do? What, which, which way do I go? Anyway, I just sort of started backing up and backing off, and the moose never even seemed to notice I was there. It just kept on with his head down, just sort of enjoying a leisurely morning up there uh, above Breckenridge a little ways. Um, Anyway, glad that uh, it didn't become a a dicey situation with the moose. But speaking of dicey situations, yeah, I hate to to miss a week because all the great stuff I get to comment on and share with callers and listeners and banter ideas about. We missed one, but uh, that's a rare thing. And we'll try to play catch up as much as we can to cover all of the events of the uh, the dicey events of the past few weeks, 303-696-1971.
you are invited. I guess one of the themes of the show is one that you may have been hearing bantered about, the concept of the liberal world order shared by Biden's chief chief economic advisor, Brian Deese, also of the BlackRock universe. You won't be surprised to know yet another BlackRock person in the Biden administration, Brian Deese, talks about how it's, you know, it's okay that um, people are having to pay more for gas and food and all the rest of the litany of bad stuff going on in the Biden administration because it's all to shore up the liberal world order. We have to stand firm because, hey, it's the liberal world order. I mean, and who out there is really into this liberal world order? I mean, they're out there saying this stuff. I, for one, want nothing to do with the liberal world order. I want no part of it. I want a big no thanks to anything related to Brian Deese's, Joe Biden's, the liberal power establishment's BlackRock liberal world order. I'm on record as a big no. No thanks to any of that. And I will be detailing some of the reasons why as this program goes on. And you step back and you think about our elites and how crazy and hostile and strange they are. They're freaks. But they're hostile freaks. We've been talking about how they've been playing around with World War III with Ukraine. What a mess that has been. What a disaster we're watching unfold there. But it seems to be their, like, number one passion to launch some kind of World War III scenario. They seem to be all in favor of the high inflation, of the high gas prices, uh, no end in sight to it. A bit of moderation over the past week. You might see a bit of moderation over the next couple of weeks, but fundamentally there is nothing in the way of gas prices going straight north. And by the way, there's Biden draining the strategic oil reserve and sending some of that oil to China. Yeah, company that Hunter Biden once and maybe still has a stake in in China getting oil from our strategic petroleum reserve. That is just, is, is that impeachable? I mean, that actually is impeachable, I would say. But add up, you know, World War III, they, they want the gas prices, the inflation, the food stuff, and they're actually really playing around the global elites with the food supply. And this is where it gets hairy. This is where it gets ugly. And hopefully you've been seeing something about the Dutch farmers' massive protests. You know, Netherlands, Holland, they are really getting their tractors out, and they are um, being very effective. They're a very effective farmers. Number two exporter of food in the world is the Dutch farming community, and they're about to be shut down effectively shut down by their World Economic Forum-inspired government with these new nitrogen reduction mandates that have sort of seemingly come out of nowhere over this past month. And, um, yeah, the shelves, the grocery stores are empty right now in the Dutch communities. Um, What do you make of that? Playing around with the food supply and... There's Biden out there saying that, oh, it's Putin's fault that there might be some food supply issues. Hmm. As Sundance at the conservative treehouse says, the lack of food will change things.
no matter how it or why it has been caused, the lack of food, if that is in fact in the offing, and I've been watching this like a hawk, that is going to be changing things. And you start reflecting back on the people on top of the liberal world order and the things they want, including, yeah, World War III, high gas prices, high inflation, and maybe even food shortages. And this is at a time when Bill Gates is like snapping up land the way a billionaire bent on snapping up land can do. Do you trust that guy, Bill Gates, owning so much of America's farmland? I, I, I don't go for that. I'm not interested in that. I don't trust that dude one little tiny bit. So let's cover that and try to, try to make sense of this world we are living in, which, uh, again, all the news is bad. Every single bit of news you read is just bad. Really bad news, Shinzo Abe former prime minister of Japan, assassinated. And he was one of my favorite world leaders. And I just, oh, when I saw that news, I, I, I felt that one emotionally, viscerally, terrible situation. We'll talk about that. Anybody looking and wondering about China? And uh, I don't know, you can't maybe say that yet, but I, I just kind of wonder. The New York Times and the Washington Post have suddenly decided that uh, Joe Biden is actually old and is acting old, and it's, it's an uncomfortable issue, says the New York Times, oh, only like, what, six years late to a news story. Yeah, his poll data hovering around 30% now, got some poll data to share as Biden tanks the entire liberal world order in the eyes of the American people, going to make it hard for Democrats to get elected or re-elected in November. There should be a red wave if we have election integrity. Wisconsin helped out with that by saying that drop ballot boxes, drop boxes are no longer legal in Wisconsin. Hmm. Think about that. Boris Johnson has resigned. Trump had a massive rally in Alaska last night. Got a few clips from that. And yeah, the New York Times is beating up on Myra Flores. Isn't that... A surprise, the new right-wing Latina from Texas. Be right back. Thought I would come in with a little song out of Japan. That is a band called My Little Lover. And the song Hello Again, which happened to be, yes, back out when I was hanging around Japan. Spent quite a bit of time in Japan, actually, in my early days. That song was number one on the charts for a significant portion of the time when I was over there. And that's a, such a good song. I love that song. It's a good one. But Shinzo Abe, in my opinion, the greatest PM Japan has ever had that I can recall, period. The longest serving PM of Japan has been assassinated. And he stepped down from office in 2020, and it was never quite understood why, but it was maybe some health issues is what they were describing at the time, and uh, just, oh, just just such a terrible thing. He was a great friend of President Trump and Shinzo Abe's wife, a great friend of Melania Trump. They spent quite a bit of time together, and Abe helped arrange that great sumo wrestling match that Trump got on stage with the sumo wrestlers and presented an award to Japan's best, greatest sumo wrestler. Remember all the media propaganda about Trump and Abe feeding the fish, feeding the koi in Japan, and the media, of course, another fake news story said, yeah, there's Trump overfeeding the fish. 
and none of that was true, of course, because Abe was pouring his whole bag of food into the water, and then Trump joined him, and the media said, oh, look at Trump just pouring his whole thing in there. Oh, you know how the media has screwed everything up, and all that Cassidy Hutchison stuff. What a disaster. What another pack of lies from the January 6th Propaganda Commission. Maybe we'll get to that if we have time. But um, we're going to go to the phone lines. Let's get to that off the bat. But uh, Javier, the man, the boom boom behind the glass, great to see you back in here. And for July 4th, were you out up to anything groovy in particular you can speak of, you can share, any moose encounters? Oh, I'm, I'm always up to something groovy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was down in uh, Idaho. Actually, a lot of pretty That's up, lakes. up in Idaho. Oh, yeah. Well, I, well I down elevation wise. Yeah, technically yeah. elevation wise, we were going down a little bit. But uh, yeah, I was in Idaho. Went uh, out there with the whole family. Had some fun lake time. Uh, lake time. Were you in uh, the Ketchum area? Were you um, in that northern panhandle area? Or I'm going to be honest, I have no idea where that's at. Uh, you you don't know where you were in Idaho, but you were in Idaho. <laughs> we were yeah, we were about two <laughs> two hours out from Jackson Hole. So oh okay yeah, so, actually I've been up west. that way. That's that's probably not too far from Idaho Falls area. Yeah, we're about an hour from Idaho Falls. So okay, well um, I know that area pretty well. I've been up there chasing elk around a little bit. That's where I've spent a little time in elk camp in that part of Idaho, and might even do that again later this year in the fall. Get the kids all out there for some elk, but uh, do you see a few flags out there, American flags? Oh yeah, there's a, there's a ton. You you love the the Trumpism that's out there. They're still uh, holding strong. Oh yeah, and uh, I would love that. And by the way, a Trump in Alaska, massive, massive crowd, biggest crowd in Alaska ever assembled, according to some reports I've seen. And we'll get to that audio after a bit. Trump's numbers going up, up. Up as Biden's going down, straight down. Oh, the installation is not working out so great for the leftists, is it? Uh, for the establishment rhino crowd. Yeah. Well, glad you had fun out there. And yeah, glad, uh, you know, uh, I was doing all these, cl- I have this little watch that shows how many steps you take, you know. And man, I was getting well past 20 some thousand steps every day with these, with a lot of them very steeply uphill. So, you know, getting in shape, folks. That's that's right. We're trying to do that. And should we go say a little hello to Eric? Is this is this the great American Eric or is this a different Eric on the phone lines here? Welcome, Eric. This is your brother, you great yes. American. How are you? Great American, yes. Eric. Great to hear your voice. Hope you had a great fourth. And how are you, sir? Well, I'm going to get after it. I mean, there's just too many brilliant people out there that want to get in on your show. But I want to uh, let you know, I talked to Heidi Ganahl when she was on uh, Casper Stockham's show yeah. on another station. Yeah. Yeah, he did a brilliant job, okay? I heard that, yes. And I, yes. And, you know, we got the you, we got you. Dr. Dunn, we got Randy, and we got John B. Wells on the weekends. I mean, the brilliance that you guys bring in to us, and I can hardly wait. I speak for myself to bring up my idea. And I hate the HOA, okay? HOA. Yes. Homeowners Association. Yeah. Okay? And I think that Heidi Ganahl, instead of her running on a pushback on what Jared Polis has, has done, she needs to bring to the forefront, Dr. Dunn, something 
that we all want. And that's another big form of government, the HOA, telling us what we can and cannot do. I think that I want her to run on that because I'm going to say this to say this. If Jared Paul has shut down all them beautiful people that we all love in Backbone Radio Land, he shut down all their businesses, tore their whole lives apart. Heidi Canal, if she's got guts enough, could shut down the HOA. But I want to hear from Brian and Arvada and then, you know, West Point Gary and all the rest of, you know, your big fans. How is that? Is that a good idea? Because, sure. you know, you have a big mic like Rich Rush Limbaugh. Oh, heck yeah. Fight. And heck we, yeah. Need you, we need you well, to Eric, use your mic. Has an HOA yes. uh, done something specific that's on your mind? Because, I, I, you know, maybe I've been a little, you know, too much up in the mountains, but I, I'm not aware of a recent HOA <laughs> issue. But I, I've been following the little tyrannical things that HOAs have been doing all across a, the country. And, you know, you talk to neighbors. It's, not, it's what they're not doing, Dr. Dunn. Yeah. One time I actually interviewed, remember Ward Lucas, the Channel 9 news anchor? He wrote a book about HOA tyranny in uh, in the country, and I thought it was a fantastic book. We had a great chat about it. That's been a few years ago. But um, as far as Heidi Ganahl goes, you know, um, I think, you know, she's got a chance to unseat the governor. What do you think, Eric? Absolutely. She's got my, well, I, I sell enough burritos and I make about 900 a month and she can have wow. all my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just to promote something that we can give her to the forefront because, you know, um, I didn't vote for her in the primary. Okay, I voted for Greg Lopez. Yeah. But now we got to uh, stand, we got to stand behind her 110%. Dr. Dunn. Yeah, I'm with that. Uh, I think whatever we, whatever nominee yeah, we've we got to, that is Republican, let's just go for it. Let's let's just go betcha. for it. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. And we, and we need all our ideas on Backbone Radio Land. You know, us as your family, we need to throw out these ideas to have her run on something instead of, you know, not to be repetitive, but we need to help her run on something strong, you know, like the military to get rid of the wokenessism, you know, that uh, Polis is behind. You know what I mean? We can go on and on and on with all the, the, uh, the good stuff that we want. And if Heidi Ganahl listens to us, she would be a shoe-in. Because I got all the fellas at the barbershop and all the fellas, you know, the black folks, I got them. I got them. And then Heidi Ganahl <laughs> is, she, she's ready. Well, they, I'm just I so hope excited. they're all following I, your I'm, lead, Eric, as, as we do around here. And I know Heidi Ganahl has got very good retail political skills. She's incredibly good, you know, just one-on-one talking yes, politics. She's, she's got the skill, the talent. She's got a great sense of humor. I want to see that come out and come to fruition and I, I, I think Governor Polis knows that um, this is not going to be an easy one for him this time around. I don't think that he has a, 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 a chance, Dr. Dunn, because two Thursdays ago he got booed off the stage when Hancock introduced him. Right. He's going to be avoiding you know, Biden as best he can all the way. There you go. Ronnie James Dio, Rainbow in the Dark. That's been one of our staple Backbone Radio bumper tunes going back at least a decade. I remember as a kid 
seeing Ronnie James Dio play at the Monsters of Rock concert that came to what was then Mile High Stadium right here in town. I think Van Halen was there. A few other Monsters of Rock were there. <laughs> and I don't know. Ronnie James Dio, nobody could match that dude's voice. I mean, that metal voice. I think he used to sing for Black Sabbath after after uh, oh, Ozzy Osbourne left Black Sabbath. And then he was with Rainbow. Remember that band Rainbow? He was with them, and then he became Dio, right? At any rate, I'm there watching with the kids, watching Thor 4, the fourth Thor movie the other day. And um, that song was the end credits song, Rainbow in the Dark, by Ronnie James Dio. And I thought, I'm bringing it in for that reason alone. But then we find out, I guess, actually, you know, he's, he's passed away a few years ago. But today is his birthday. He would be 80 years old if Ronnie James Dio was still with us on this planet Earth. He was born in 1942 on July 10th. And so a little salute to Ronnie James, the dude with the pipes. Man, he could, he could bring the heat. That guy could. At any rate, off to the phones again here in one segundo. Wanted to get just a little bit more in on, again, Shinzo Abe, the great, great PM of Japan. As I've said, Japan's longest-serving prime minister. He was pro-working class. He was pro-traditional culture. He was a foe of the globalists. Yeah, the globalists didn't like him. He was also a foe of China. China. You've been seeing some stuff about in China, there's some places that are like rejoicing over the assassination of Shinzo Abe. And that does make me raise like not just one eyebrow, but two eyebrows. Hmm. Shinzo Abe, a great friend and ally of President Trump, and he made Japan. That was back when Trump was in office. We had a great ally in Shinzo Abe's Japan and also in India. Modi, the PM of India, man. And that's, a, that's an interesting scenario about Japan and India and a few other countries of that region maybe thinking that we need to restrain China, box in China a little bit, and Trump had that all in the works, and then Biden shows up, and it's back to loving China again. It's back to, hey, let's let China rule the world again, belt and road and all the rest of it. And even let's send them some oil from America's own strategic petroleum reserve. Let's send China more oil to affirm that Hunter Biden, at least once at one point in time, owned a stake in in China. Anyway, I hope I hope Trump goes to the Shinzo Abe funeral. He's he's mentioned that he might he might try to go. And I will say this: I've been very disappointed in America's mainstream media. NPR had a tweet this right after the assassination of Shinzo Abe. NPR, the leftist liberal world order losers there, taxpayer supported, describe Shinzo Abe as, quote, divisive, a divisive leader. That, that's what they do. The day after he says, they say, well, he was divisive. Great, great people. And CBS, CBS News does the same thing. Let's just hear what CBS had to say about the assassination of Shinzo Abe. 
in Japan. Abe was Japan's longest-serving prime minister when he left office in 2020 due to ill health. A polarizing figure, he was a right-wing nationalist and conservative, and a fierce supporter of Japan's military. He fought to amend the country's pacifist constitution in the face of the rising threat from China. While in office, Abe met former President Donald Trump several times to reaffirm Japan's military and trade alliances with the United States. His political opinions were controversial, but the country is united in shock and sympathy at the news of his death. Okay, so NPR says he was divisive, and CBS says Shinzo Abe was controversial. That's how our monolithic liberal world order, establishment media, portrays this man in the very aftermath of his assassination. It's it's just um, it's just galling to me to see this. And again, as I'm somebody, I've spent a fair amount of time in Japan. I know a great deal about Japanese history and studied that for many years. I even speak a little bit of the language, you know. And this is a bad scene. I follow some of the Japanese pundits on Twitter, and there's a ton of Japanese pundits that really, really love Donald Trump. Kind of interesting. You wouldn't necessarily think so. Of course, they don't get profiled now or mainstream media. And, of course, Twitter tries to block and stifle and thwart them and their reach and their access here. But that, that was a thing, folks. So I do hope President Trump goes to Shinzo Abe's funeral. And Trump did have a few words to say. He praised the great man and leader, Shinzo Abe, after his assassination. And Trump said, uh, called the news of his death, quote, really bad news for the world. Trump said, quote, his killer was captured and will hopefully be dealt with swiftly and harshly. And Trump said that uh, Abe was a unifier like no other. And um, Shinzo Abe will be greatly missed. There will never be another like him. And so he was 67 years old. And again, a foe of the globalists was Shinzo Abe. He was not into the globalist thing. And he was not into the China thing. And now, somehow or another, he has been assassinated. Bad situation, folks. And we got to get to the bottom of how this happened and who this was and what was really going on with all of that, okay? Right on. I mean, my eyebrows are up. I, I, I wonder what the heck's going on with this one. Anyway, let's get to some phone action in uh, 303-696-1971. By the way, I'm going to chat... For a few moments with Randy Corcoran coming up in the next segment. We'll talk Tea Party and some various other sundry items. So stick around for that. Of course you would anyway, but uh, extra reason with Randy Corcoran coming on to say hello. And uh, let's say a little hello to Holly in Aurora. Welcome, Holly. Glad you're here today. Hi, Dr. Dunn. I'm sure glad to hear that you guys went up to the mountains. Indeed. That's great. We love the high altitude thing, the the clean, free air that you experience at Backbone Radio, and you know, you just got to go up and breathe it sometimes. (laughs) And it's so neat to hear the things that you do with your family. I just, I think it's fantastic. You you make us feel like a, you know, like we're at least um, distant relatives, but nonetheless, you know, involved in your family. Oh, honored by that. One big happy family around here, and. And yeah. I'm, I'm with um, Elon Musk, who says, hey, have more kids. we we got a population yeah. crisis looming. Have more. I, mean, I guess he's had 10 of them now. <laughs> oh, really? So, oh, good wow. for Elon. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, I just wanted to chime in with Eric, and one thing I wanted to, but what I wanted to say first um, before I do that with Eric, um, I wanted to say when you said, "Is that um, impeachable on on Biden?" I'm sorry. You know what? I'm I'm to a place now where Biden isn't impeachable. That's treason. He is not doing anything, anything that doesn't deserve the charge of treason. And to to give our reserves, our oil reserves, away to our enemy is just ridiculous. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, uh, so it's anyway, insane. That's, that's my opinion. I'm ready for treason. <laughs> Bring <Yeah>. the charge. <laughs> Yeah. But um, the second thing is, is I agree with Eric. I don't know if Heidi would get behind it or not, but uh, one of the things about the HOA, when he said it's the things they're not doing, one thing that I can say that um, I've lived here almost three decades in my unit where I am now and I own, and it is virtually impossible. We've had a number of different associations, um, and so it isn't just one. They're all like this. And one of the things that they don't do, they never visit the, the property. They, they make sure that they pay for the maintenance and the water and they do all of those things and maybe make sure that the lawns are mowed and do stuff like that. But they don't, they don't address things that are happening on the properties. And that's part of the reason the properties go downhill so fast hmm. because you can't get anybody to help. And is this it's the HOA or is this the the management mm-hmm. of the property? Which is is that separate no, they from the? Are. It's the okay. No, the HOAs are a um, they are a part of the property management. Um, they have monthly meetings and stuff, but they usually aren't on property when they hmm. do it. And um, it's the same. It, they all work together, and. Well, you know, it's kind of like walking up to somebody's house and saying, I like your house and I'd like to clean your house. Yeah. Whether well, I, or not Holly, here's the wall, but I'm going to check into this HOA stuff. There we go. The last days of disco tune from St. Etienne. And I guarantee you, nobody has heard that song except for the Backbone Radio listenership. I love that tune. And it's not uh, one of the famous tunes from that pretty cool British band called St. Etienne. And I did play it as a DJ for the swim meet yesterday. I brought that out. And so the swim meet crowd, the fans there, they know that song. And, oh, yeah, yeah, people want the want the playlist. Hey, can I have your playlist that you play at the swim meets? Can I get that? And I'm like, nope, it's proprietary. I only share it with the Backbone Radio community family. So, uh, yeah, sorry, people. You got to tune in on Sundays if you want that action. <laughs> Anyway, that was a hot swim meet. That was a hot, hot deal. But um, I uh, had to apply so much sunscreen that I I was probably looking a little paler than usual. At any rate, uh, not, not, you know, not that pale, but, you know, kind of, right? At any rate, um, how about, um, by the way, somebody tweeted or texted the studio, and I said that I've got my eyebrows raised about, I don't know, you know, China, Japan, Shinzo Abe, in the... Alert listener said, uh, eyebrows raised, kind of like Nancy Pelosi's eyebrows. And I was like, mm, yeah, that high, that high. Because, you know, Nancy Pelosi, whoever she has paint on her eyebrows, sometimes they're like painted on on the very top of her forehead. It's like, 
you know, strange. Okay, it's just weird. I mean, we we have freaks in power, freaks in charge of the world right now. It's not even a pretty picture. And let's say a little good hello to my good buddy, Mr. Randy Corcoran. I hope you listen every Saturday to Randy Corcoran, nine to noon, and we just keep in touch. We chat a bit and. We uh, sometimes, like, uh, stir up ideas together. And Randy Corporan, glad you could just say a little bit of hello here this Sunday evening. Welcome. Hey, Dr. Dunn, if you want to put some legal protections on that bumper music, you let me know, man. That stuff is priceless. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to have my people talk to your people on that one. <laughs> and anyway. for, everybody, for everybody calling in on the HOAs, the, the best answer to an HOA problem is get on your HOA board. Um, I've become president in two neighborhoods, termed out, um, and was really able to make a difference in the way the HOA interacted with the people, got major projects done in both neighborhoods that had been delayed for decades. And part of that was getting great people around me and just driving it a different direction. Sometimes on these HOAs, people are just power trippers or they want to control everything about your house and your your flag waving or any of that sort of thing. And, but you know, people forget, man, when they buy a property, they get all those documents. They know they are signing a contract to be governed by an HOA. So uh, just get involved with the neighborhood and, and maybe you can help make a difference. That's it's a good point. Yeah. Get, get yeah. personally on the HOA and, you know, become a part of those meetings. As I said, I, I interviewed Ward Lucas, actually remember him channel nine news anchor for sure. All these years, and he, he wrote a great book about uh, HOA tyranny. He had some pretty interesting experiences personally, and it's, um, yeah, little dictators uh, get in charge of an HOA, and next well, thing I've, you know, uh, they're micromanaging, like, your, your stuff, right? So, yeah, I've litigated HOA cases, and so being on the other side, being on the board side has been useful when I'm acting as a lawyer, you know, taking on an HOA for somebody, um, but they're hard to beat, so people just need to get involved. Yeah, yeah, good point and well said. And by the way, I've had all these texts to studio about HOAs, and several calls are still uh, pending on that. So uh, apparently that's a hot button. So Great American Eric, uh, you know, impacting the program. So There you go. But Randy Corbin, you you, you have a Tea Party meeting coming. I don't want to overlook mentioning that, that um, I like to promote every time you have one of those meetings. You have one on Tuesday this coming? Yeah, July meeting. This will be the uh, primaries are over. Let's get to work where we all come together and start talking about, you know, how do we get around some of the differences with uh, some of the especially major candidates that have taken some real sort of anti-Republican platform stances, uh, concerns about the gold standard on elections in Colorado. And yet we've got Democrats to be. We've got to stop the Democrat control, unilateral Democrat control in the state. So a lot to talk about on Tuesday, 6.30 at the South Metro Fire Rescue. And we were sold out at 90, so I just opened up uh, 15 tickets. We've got 15 tickets left. People can go to Eventbrite, uh, just look up Arapahoe Tea Party, or email me at Party at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, Tuesday, 6.30 p.m., and that uh, the, the firehouse, I've been in there. And what, what streets is that on? Again, it's that it's brand-new not- big one, right? Yeah, I don't know how new. It's beautiful. It's 9195 East Mineral Avenue over there, not far from Park Meadows Mall. So okay, that's not the one I'm thinking beautiful. of then. It's a different one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it's just the east of Yosemite on Mineral Avenue and uh, lots of parking. They let us use the beautiful boardroom and their video screens and sound system. So we take good care of it. They take good care of us. And it's a uh, during COVID, man, we had to cram into the conference room in my office law firm basement, um, which was great to have because since we couldn't get into a lot of places. But uh, this is just so much better, so much more comfortable yeah. for everybody. And, and you kept that whole deal going all through COVID. I salute you for that, Randy Corcoran. Thank you. Very well done. And by the way, I'm just sitting here. And one one thing, do you ever think about this? That how strange in some ways our leaders on top are. I mean, they seem to be kind of rejoicing in the high gas prices. They seem to be monkeying around, playing around with the food supply, like in Europe. I don't know if you've seen some of those stories um, that could be coming here. They seem to like inflation, and the Ukraine business doesn't seem great. And I just saw this, that the United States government has spent 15 times more on Ukraine than Trump ever asked for to get his border wall built, and... Our spending in Ukraine is already more than the first five years that we spent in our Afghanistan war. I don't know. What, well, what's going on, Corcoran? Well, and then they just lie to us about it. You know, uh, demented Joe Biden comes out and starts telling us how, you know, since his administration took over, the economy is in recovery. And it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. People were lining up in their cars to get food during COVID-19. And it just... And I remember one story about something like that, but uh, it just they just lie to people about it. And listen, the mainstream media gives them all the cover they need and people just need to get their head out of that particular bubble and realize that America is waking up. Big election coming up in November and the message is going to be sent to these clowns. Yeah. In Colorado, I mean, Stephen Tubbs always talks about Denver in decay. What about Colorado itself in decay under blue state rule? All these years, seems like it might be a good time to, you know, make it a little redder, right? November, right. I think we got a chance. You think so? Well, I do. I, there's so much happening. There's so much still to come. And, uh, uh, you know, it, the hard part, of course, is just getting people to get activated. Uh, people who maybe whose candidate didn't get through, they're, they're, they're not excited anymore. And we've got to get excited about beating Democrats. That's got to be the goal, top to bottom. And conceiving of it as being possible in this state, I think, is one obstacle. And I always point to Virginia, which has very similar um, registration numbers to Colorado. And Virginia just got a Republican governor, right? So um, maybe here we do the same thing. Yeah. Virginia was the second state after Colorado to get the blueprint implemented upon them. It was started here with Polis and, and Ted Trump and others. And uh, and Virginia turned it around. The RNC is working in Colorado with those same strategies. Uh, people from Virginia are working with uh, those some of us in Colorado on strategies. So um, keep the faith. And there's nothing to lose by fighting all the way to the end. Exactly. Exactly. Right on. Well, Randy Corporate, I guess we're coming up on the uh, the outro music here. And um, yeah. Tuesday, 6.30 p.m., Tea Party Action. There's a few more tickets out there available, and I just always enjoy every chance we get to visit, Randy. So let's just be keeping in real close touch, my man, will you? Thanks, Doc. You got it. Okay. All the best to Randy Corcoran. Yes, Saturday guy. And we go back a long ways, Randy and I. We'll be right back. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.